Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 53 of the Showbound Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Raskin, here with Ethan Cardwell, San Jose Sharks prospect and Barry Colts assistant captain. Cards, what's going on? Yeah, not too much. Just uh, chilling. Another day, another dollar, and uh, just getting it's getting dark out too early, and I'm not liking it too much. So uh, I'm always tired all the time, and you know, long days at the rink and hitting the gym. So gonna gonna hit the sheets after this one. I know you got a night of editing ahead and uh, with a sickness going on. So you want to tell me about that? Yeah, I'm I'm battling, man, and it's not COVID. Just to be clear, I, we do we have to test three times a week at Brock, but I've I've taken like one every day while I've been sick. Not I'm negative, but there's just been a bit of a sickness going around the team. And I think I got it. It's annoying. Like just nothing bad, like sore throat, a little bit of a cough, like that sort of thing. But uh, I'm definitely excited to get an early night once, once we put this out there, but no one's been sick in so long because everyone's wearing masks. Everybody's been washing their hands like crazy. It feels like it's been forever. Um, you know what I mean? And I remember you were sick like somewhat recently too. Like it's just, it, it hits way harder now that it's been so long. Yeah, I think everyone's getting sick because of that, right? We have no immunity in our bodies. Like like you were saying, they're washing our hands, wearing masks and stuff. And yeah, that's that's definitely part of the reason. I know a bunch of people are getting sick like all around right now. And this time of year, I've even seen like the flu going around, which is kind of crazy. I know the flu shots just happened and stuff for those who got that, whatever. But, you know, it's it's weird. And yeah, our bodies aren't used to it after so long of being in lockdown and the cases are going up, but I, I think we're just, we're so far past it and the people are so far past it that we just got to fight off these little colds that we get and stuff and just kind of help our bodies get back to where we were two years ago, you know? Yeah. Um, I did want to say first, I mean, for the most part, you guys are very, you're, you're other than, you know, the one little blip in Mississauga, uh, you guys are turning it up lately. And uh, I was at that Mississauga game, by the way, I got to see you guys get shut out. So that was nice. Um, but how are things going in Barry, man? No, they're, they're good, man. We're, uh, we're starting oh, to we, do we got to talk about the goal. You guys got Matt Guzzi, the goalie, like kind of the, the yeah. final piece, what we think of the, the Barry puzzle. You guys should be, at least on paper, you guys are, are one of the best teams in the league now. Right. Yeah. I know he's, he's a good anchor to have for sure. And shooting on him in practice, you, you can tell he's a, he's a seasoned veteran who knows how to play the game and he's going to be a good piece for us going forward. And, he uh, he definitely showed what he's made of on uh, Saturday night, I believe it was, against Niagara. He only let in two goals, kind of not his fault on the goals either. So I was very impressed with his first outing. I think we got a lot more to come from him, and we're going to see it all throughout the year. And, yeah, you, you, like you said, I think it really cements us as, as a contender this year. And as long as we can keep doing our job on the ice as players and winning games, and uh, he can hold down the fort back there alongside with Lama in that uh, we're, we're going to do good things this year. I truly believe that. Yeah, you guys are buzzing now. Um, something funny, because I, I want to mention our guest, Chad Yetman, uh, Chicago Blackhawks draft pick, who's currently playing in the coast for the Indy Fuel. And I, I say coast because last episode or two episodes ago, you I was saying ECHL, and you know I posted that clip, and you corrected me calling it the coast and all that. Now, whenever I go to my girlfriend's house, her younger brother – Every time I see the guy, he's like, it's the coast, Rask. It's the coast. Like, not just once. Every time now, he's always like, it's the coast. And he just laughs at that clip repeatedly. It's, it's the funniest <laughs> thing. And so, because I mentioned the coast a couple times in the interview um, that you guys will hear in a bit. So, I thought that was funny because this guy, he loves that clip. It was the funniest thing ever. Um, and uh, just, just want to mention that. So, we got a good interview coming. 
I also want to mention that I got this little puck wall behind me, as as the YouTube viewers can see. Let me pull this one. I got this sick Gavin puck from our partners at the Gavin Hockey Well Specialist. So I just want to plug Gavin. Absolute beauties of work there. Former pro hockey players that understand the game and they're managing money for these NHL players now and for the OHL players and CHL players on the come up. You guys should look into them. You want to retire and maybe not have to work. Uh, check out Gavin. They know what they're doing. They manage your money. They do everything right. So gavingroup.ca, check them out. I also want to say that the Leafs have been absolutely buzzing. I know we were kind of dogging the Leafs earlier. Everyone knows I'm a big Leafs fan. And I don't know how much they've won in the last couple of games, but I think it's like nine the last 10 or 10 of 11, something like that. So um, they're buzzing, man. What do you think about that? Yeah, to be quite honest, we've been playing so much. I haven't watched a ton of the Leafs lately, but been watching the highlights and stuff and the, the boys are starting to heat up as we knew they would riley's getting on the board now too which is good to see um obviously signing that big contract and stuff he's he's gonna be a great like he is a great deep for them and it's good to see him kind of putting pucks in the net again so that's good and yeah no their offensive is really explosive and you look at jack campbell this year he's having a stellar year so i think Obviously, they're going to make the playoffs, no problem. And then the big question mark is what what's going to happen when they reach the playoffs. So I'm very interested to see. Yep. And so is Chad Yetman, a uh, a huge fan of the Maple Leafs, as we hear mm-hmm. later on. And I we should have quizzed him on the uh, on the pod about some of the Leafs sticks and stuff because he would have been able to tell us for sure. He's literally the smartest guy I've ever met in the sense of like knowing things about the game and stuff. Legit, so is Jack back the game? I call him so. Yeah. Yeah, no, Jack Beck. Yeah, I think we may have to have them both on for another for a duel to see who knows more about the game. <laughs> see, I I I gotta find a way to know these things in advance, and then I can put like a quiz into the outline, and then we can absolutely get them. Yeah, you know, what? I think okay, I'll do a pre scout on the guys I get from now on for you, and then we'll we'll be able to plug it into the interview where we see it. Yeah, that'd be hilarious. I did want to say too before we get it into the interview. The Brock Badgers are sixth in Canada right now. So not bad. The boys are absolutely buzzing in first in Ontario. You see that on my Insta there? I did see it on your Insta story. I'm super happy for the boys. Um, obviously, I got a few buddies on the team. And then most importantly, the big GM got a root for him. So, <laughs> no, it's uh, it's great to see your team is buzzing. I'm, I'm happy about that for you guys. And I think with the roster you guys have, you're set up to make a huge, huge run this year. Hopefully a national championship. It'd be sick. And you guys are probably on the verge of, of the rankings, I would imagine, right? Uh, you know, our record isn't probably good enough right now, but rankings are rankings, right? It only matters what what you do in the playoffs. Yeah, it definitely does. But it, it feels so nice just getting that recognition that you're nasty and everyone else knows it, you know? Yeah, I guess. I guess it, it is a little bit of a confidence booster. <laughs> um, now, we can send it over to chad yetman but before we do i just want to say that it's holiday season and you don't know what to get as a gift or stocking stuffer well today's sponsor manscaped has the tools to guarantee you win this year's stocking stuffer or white elephant competition manscaped is a leader in men's below the waist grooming and they have served more than four million men worldwide if my math is correct that's almost eight million balls (laughs) get 20 percent off and free shipping on manscaped.com with the code showbound Ho, 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 fellas, naughty or nice, tis the season to perform. Manscaped's best-selling product is the Performance Package 4.0, which is at the top of every man's wish list this year. Oh, I just moved the page. One sec. 
Inside, you'll find the lawnmower, body <laughs> trimmer, the best trimmer on the market for your balls, butt, and body, and the weed whacker, ear and nose hair trimmer. Let's not forget their famous liquid formulations, the crop preserver, ball deodorant, and crop reviver ball toner to maximize your ball hygiene routine. Oh my God. Sorry, it keeps moving. Um, where was I? Get the performance package now to receive their two free gifts, the Manscaped boxers and the Shed travel bag. The dads can't stop talking about this. The teens secretly buy this and the women will love you for it. Now, these are our picks for Manscaped's surefire win stocking stuffers. Number one, the Manscaped 2-in-1 shampoo plus conditioner. Just launched. Kill two birds with one stone. Number two, the Manscaped cologne-infused body wash. Number three, Shears 2.0 luxury four-piece nail kit. Number four, crop mops, ball wipes for your stanky balls. Number five, Manscaped signature cologne. These formulations are all vegan, cruelty-free, dye-free, sulfate-free, and paraben-free, so you know their products are legit. Make sure you hurry to their site to ensure these wild gifts show up before the holiday season. And while you're at it, get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with the code SHOWBOUND. Whether this is for your partner, dad, brother, friend, get them something that they will actually use, and it's almost sure to get a laugh. Get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with the code SHOWBOUND. Be the ballsiest gift giver this year with Manscaped. I think that might have been one of the funnier ones. I was giggling there, but I, I was I was trying to not laugh out loud so so it wouldn't distract you. But that was that was a good ad read. And and I also want to add in before we do send it over to the interview. Today's a uh, a day that I'm feeling good about myself, and it is because Rask is having internet troubles today. Um, so it, it's it's not often that Rask is the one at fault for for the laggy interviews and he has to edit it and fix it so you know i don't feel so bad today and, and rask is gonna uh gonna go over that and fix it and make it sound great for you guys but uh you know we are having a little bit of technical difficulties <laughs> yeah we're battling a bit and just just for the record just quick throw cards under the bus usually it's him but uh yeah I'll, I'll, I'll soak this one today it's on me and uh yeah get your manscaped showbound promo code and with that being said we'll send it over to chad yetman and we're pleased to be joined this week by superstar forward, Chad Yetman. Uh, yeah, it's how we doing? Good, man. How are you? Uh, not too bad hanging in there. And uh, I know we haven't chatted in a while, but uh, how are things going this year in Indy? Good. Yeah, really good. Uh, I got sent down uh, at the start of the year and uh, you know, pretty grateful for it, honestly, just because you know, I'm playing quite a bit here and uh, we only dress 10 forwards a game in, in the coast, which is crazy, but um yeah it's wild but i you know play a lot power play penalty kill can't ask for much more so uh it's going pretty good and i have a good i've uh, had a good start so far so yeah i know you're not gonna pump your own tires but over a point per game so far this year in a, in a gritty league to say the least so i, I just want to quickly know like what's what's the difference like between between the coast and the a like the on the ice wise yeah um you get to know uh you know who's out there on the ice with you and uh, what guys to look out for for sure um but i think uh you know those guys you know know who they're going after kind of on our team and you know not to uh, overstep anything and like uh, i've been pretty it's been been pretty lucky so far but uh, yeah there's been some crazy some crazy games so far i know preseason was kind of nuts actually we had uh we had a guy get pulled off the bench and there's just a line brawl and I was on the ice and I just found the, found the guy that looked just like me on the other team. And I said, like, I just grabbed him and we just kind of skated away and 
because uh, you know I'm not getting in there. You know, you know me. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm just waiting. I uh, I got a buddy here that I played in Rockford last year. Uh, you know, and uh, he was my roommate, and uh, he's a bit of a fighter. He played in the dub. His name's Riley McKay, and I played on his line a few times. And all I tell him is, "Hey, buddy, like if you're gonna get into it, just make sure I got someone to grab that I can." I can handle because uh, I don't want to have to you know, go with someone a little bit out of my weight class because he's always mixing it up. So, um, yeah, it's been a little crazy, but it's good. Yeah, we've we've heard the coast is a bit of a war zone, and uh, you got to embrace it too. It it just adds grit and character to your game, which is awesome. And I want to know another thing. Um, so you're, I know you're a big guy on like your your equipment. You're always you want you're pretty particular about it, and you like your stuff. So how's how's it been using Warrior? I actually am just grinding it out right now with my CCMs. All my blades are cracked, but I'm just holding on. This one, la- I actually broke one last game, but there was a hole in the toe. There's a hole in the top. Like you could see the foam in, in the middle of the blade. I'm just like, just keep taping it. I'm just grinding it out. I couldn't believe it survived that long. And then I blocked the shot off the stick and she broke, but uh, yeah, I'm working on it. I, uh, I don't know if I want to get into those warriors, so. Might have to ask for a few sticks for Christmas. Yeah, keep chiseling. No, you'll be uh, you'll be back in Rockford in no time, so you won't have to worry about that for much longer. But I know we're gonna touch on a bunch of stuff in your career, but I'll flip it over to Rask and get things rolling here. Yeah, just first while we're talking about it, what's the city like over there? How are you enjoying it off the ice? Indy is unreal, actually. The downtown spot is really nice, super clean down there. People are great. We went to a Colts game. Uh, about a month back and uh yeah, we did the whole tailgating experience and stuff and um got to go to the games my first nfl game um it's pretty cool um a lot of people the lucas oil stadium's massive uh never seen anything like it and it was a lot of fun and uh our apartment complex actually um it's fairly new i think it's five years old the, the owner built this uh it's almost like a dorm and all the guys stay here we're all in, in the same building every single guy in the team even the wives, girlfriends, everyone's here. So it's pretty cool. And um, it's connected to the practice rink. We don't get to use the practice rink. We have to go to our uh, main rink, which is, you know, 10 minutes down the road. But um, it's pretty cool. Great setup here. And, uh, yeah, you can't really ask for much more. And the city, it's, like, new. It's up and coming. And everything, uh, everything's yeah. great. So. And I know you said cool. wives and girlfriends. Have you, have you got the chance to get your girlfriend down yet? Yeah, Jordy came. Uh, she came – three weeks ago I think for a weekend so she had a, she had the weekend off she plays at Mercyhurst and uh, she had the weekend off she flew down and uh, picked her up and we got to spend the weekend together which is cool and um, yeah she was actually here for she was here for one game at home and, um, had a four-point night so I gotta have her oh yeah bring her more more. Often. <laughs> yeah. yeah I gotta have her come over often so and well, Rask I think I think we have the wrong person in the relationship on the podcast because she's actually a better player than he is at hockey. <laughs> we should have done a group a group podcast, couples podcast, but yeah, she's good. She's having a good year at Mercy Rose right now. So good. That's good. Sick. I, I was just going to say that my brother lived in Indianapolis for two summers and he told me this one story how he was on the highway. He, my brother's like an impatient driver, I guess. Like he'll, he gets a little road rage going and um, he said that, him and another guy they were like going at it on the road driving i guess and they both pulled over to like fight and the guy pulled the gun on him and he just got in the car and drove away like that was it like that's you ever see anything like that go on in the city actually last year when i was called up um 
because I played nine games in Indy last year. Uh, we were driving the rink for a game, and we stopped. Uh, we were just on the main road by our rink. We were five minutes out of the rink, and we just stopped at a light, and we looked at the car beside us, and there was a bullet hole in the guy's door. And <laughs> we just kind of like – it's not really – like there's some areas, obviously, just like any big city that are they're sketchier and – you probably got to stay away, but it was, yeah, I never seen anything like that, but no, nothing like what, what your brother went through. That's a little nuts. That's funny. Anyway, I, I want to bring it back. I want to talk about Erie. Um, Cause you were a 10th round pick in the OHL uh, and you played a year midget before going to the OHL. So I'm curious as a later round guy, were you ever thinking NCAA or was it always like try to get to the O? I never really had the option. Um, I was, a big homebody like I was 17 obviously at the time before I signed and um, I was a homebody and I, I didn't know if I wanted to go and leave home I don't know if I was ready and um, I just finally said screw it like how can I pass this up especially when I don't even know what was ahead like NCAA yeah but there was no real option right and um, I had the chance to maybe go play in Pickering um, like for them in the OJ there and they wanted me to come play and uh, but I just couldn't pass up on the contract that Erie offered and I'm glad I didn't because it's probably the best decision I've ever made and cards he knows how much I loved Erie oh my god man like (laughs) oh my god bro so just a backstory for the listeners too me and Chad really good buddies we work out together every day in the summer and just like yapping my ear off about Erie and his teammates and how great they are and like (laughs) literally every day just filling everyone in the gym don't, here, like, don't get it backwards because it all starts with you and jt just chirping eerie and all the guys and i'm just backing them up because those are my boys and you guys are wrong you just love giving it to me because you know it gets to my head that's why so don't, <laughs> even, don't even turn it on me because you know yeah. no that's fair yeah we're, we're always tickling your ear and then and then you always stand up for the boys so it's it's good stuff but uh, I'll let Rask hop back in. Sorry, Rask. There, no, there's a, a place in Erie. I forget what it's called. Like, fast food place in Erie. What's the first one that comes to your mind? Maybe I'll remember. Is it Sarah's? Maybe. Oh, I can't Are remember. Why? Have you been to, been in Erie quite a bit? Or? No, like Sa- Sam Rook's my best friend. And he always talks about this one place. I can't remember what it's called. If oh, I heard Sam. it, I know. He loves it, though. It's only in the States. Yeah, 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 yeah. Samer used to love Moe's. He was so tight with those guys at Moe's. They'd give him free queso, a free cup of queso every time. <laughs> yeah. The guy would just give him like a head nod and you just slide him a cup of queso. They're like three bucks, but Samer would slide it for free. He's always talking about Moe's. Every time he's doing a drive through, he'll, he'll stop in Erie and get Moe's. I was oh, like, he's not. That's hilarious. But anyway, I just, I want to know, like, you know, coming in, like I said, 10th round pick. So was Sandberg actually, he was a 10th rounder, but um, what was what was your adjustment like in that year? Because I know points wise, at least, uh, you know, it wasn't on what you've been showing in the last two years there. Yeah, it was hard, honestly. Um, I struggled a lot. It took me uh, pretty much till Christmas to kind of find my game and and get back to what I knew was normal for myself. Um, but yeah, like the league was good, like really good. A lot of you know big names still in the league, and um, I was you know. I'll be honest, like I was intimidated every night going out and playing because I was such a fan. Like I was such a fan of the league because my brother played and, um, you know, I just knew all these guys and, you know, finally like I was in that league and it was almost like I was starstruck, you know, and it didn't help me at all. Like at one point my coach 
my one coach, uh, my assistant coach, Wes Wolf. He's a, he's from the Niagara region, but yeah, I, I know Wes. Yeah. So it was actually, that's my, my first game and this all, will always stick with me. Um, you know, we lost to Kingston and Jason Robertson had a Hattie scored the OT winner. And, uh, obviously OHL, they posted on their Instagram and the next day I'm scrolling through and I, whatever, like I always used to just like every, like whatever you like everything. I was a kid, whatever's young. And, uh, sure enough, he, he brings it up. He's like, what the fuck are you doing? Liking OHL's post. And I'm like, what are you talking? Like, I don't know. Like I did whatever, like just call me off guard. And he's like, like always remember this. Don't be a fucking fan. And that was ever since then, I haven't, I never like any OHL post ever. <laughs> like, <laughs> never again like that's it and like that's always stuck with me and just so that that kind of helped and it took me a while to understand that and then just to feel comfortable and then yeah well I want to say you mentioned your brother Bryce and I was texting cards about him this morning because I played against Bryce for one season when he was on the Windsor Aces and (laughs) he had over four points per game and (laughs) I think he lit us up he had like eight points against my team he was he had like I looked it up this morning. It was like 153 points in 37 games or some, something close to that. Unbelievable. Um, he's an animal. And then I, I actually, I wanted to ask, cause I remember seeing him playing for Windsor university. Why isn't he playing this year? Oh, he decided to um, hang him up and he actually moved out uh, to Michigan with his fiance. So now he's living there and working. So um, yeah, he just called her quick. He's engaged. And, yeah. How how old is he? He's got to be he's my age, right? A ninety-seven. Okay, so he's a year older than me, bro. That's young. Not gonna lie. Yeah, she's older too. She's like twenty. She's turning twenty-eight. Right, yeah. Good for them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's moving up in the world. Rask, you're staying in the same place, bud. Maybe you should have lit up the outlaw league a little bit more. Hey, oh, point God. per game defenseman who didn't practice can't complain. <laughs> oh, yeah, sick league. <laughs> um, okay, let's get let's get back to Yets maybe here, right? Um, so we'll talk about your second year in the league. Um, I saw big changes in your game and stuff like that. You almost go up to a point per game. So, like, other than just me pushing you hard in the summer, what changed for you that year? I think actually the summer before that, that was when you're still on your golf grind and you're coming in with McDonald's every, you know, working out for 30 minutes. <laughs> I exposed. Um, That's true. He's right. no i uh i don't know i think that uh, i just came into that season with um a year under my belt a little bit of experience and some confidence and then um you know as that the start of the year uh, happened i I probably wasn't even slotted in the top six um but we had a player on our team that uh, was serving an eight-game suspension he was um, supposed to be in the top six and then uh also uh, we had a Hayden Fowler was also, um, he was a 17 year old at the time, first former first round pick. He actually had shoulder surgery and, uh, was out. He actually missed 54 games that year, which is crazy. So that kind of gave me opportunity to step into a top six role to start the year, which I probably you know, wouldn't have been. And, and then I kind of just ran with it, um, jumped on the power play and then, you know, started building some chemistry with, uh, Max Golod and me and him, you know, played together that season and the, and the one the one after and both of us had some success and yeah that's pretty much how it all went yeah definitely a little bit of opportunity kind of sparked things there for you and then you you actually went to your first NHL camp after that season which is obviously going to give you a lot of confidence going into your third year and 
that's when things really took off for you. 74 points in 61 games. That's an incredible year with 43 goals with games to spare. So I know we talked about it a lot. You could have hit the 50 goal mark that season, which is an incredible feat in the OHL. So do you want to just talk about that season and how special it was for you? Yeah. Um, I think going to Detroit's camp and having that experience in Traverse city and just getting to do that was like so cool. And uh, it opened my eyes up to just that whole, the whole pro hockey side of it. I've never really had uh, any insight to what it, what it looked like. And, uh, you know, I took a few things away from that, obviously, and got to play against some good players. And then, you know, came back to the OHL and just knowing that I was going to be relied upon as one of the guys, you know, um, I just kind of, you know, took that and ran with it and, um, you know, had some success early and then just tried not to look back, just kept going and, and uh, I ended up scoring. And, you know, there was a time where I was scoring a lot of goals and I was, it was almost like uh, I was wondering when it was going to stop. And it just kind of felt like I just kept scoring goals and I just kept running with it pretty much. That's kind of how it went. And then all of a sudden we end up at the end of the year and, um, you know, we got 40 plus and yeah, it was a lot of fun. And obviously COVID stopped it for everyone. And, that sucks, but um, I can't complain about that because, you know, that was a super fun year. One year I'll, I'll always remember for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, even before we talk about the draft, just because I, I know those two years, you played with one of my buddies, Christian Gurney there, who, Cards, have you ever seen Gurney? No, I don't even know who that is. He, uh, he played on Erie. You guys probably would have played against each other, but this guy, he looks like the most – nerdy like non-hockey player in the world and he's so good man but what do you think of this guy (laughs) so funny story with Gertz uh do you know his dad Frank too yeah I know him well actually another guy that's kind of like he they're kind of the same guy they're a little bit nerdy looking but um no they're just they're great people and my first year I was 16 um with my parents my first main camp and um Erie always does a banquet um, and they do like their awards and stuff. They have the, you know, the team there and then all the draft picks are there cause, uh, they do it at main camp. So, um, we were sitting in this big auditorium and, and, uh, we were at a table and we sit down, me and my family and sure enough, it's Frank and Christian Gurney that we're, we're sitting with. And, uh, it took us, I don't know how long to figure out that like he was actually a player and we, and we kind of <laughs> afterwards were like, this guy's a player on the team. Are you serious? Like I, it took us. Cause he's like hundred, he was like 135 pounds, glasses, you know, skinny kid, like whatever. And then show up the next day at camp and he's on my team. I'm like, is this, uh, I was like, is this and he's sick too? He's good. Like really, really good. Yeah. One of the smarter players I've ever played with. He finds a way and he's an OHL champion. If that, he was on that team, he was on the third line and yeah, he, uh, he knew his role, knew how to play it. And, He's really good. And then his overage years was my second year. Um, he just played 10 games with us and he had 11 points through 10 games. And um, he decided that he wanted to go start his you know, school. And he went back uh, to play junior B with St. Catharines there. He, he actually played with Rochi cards. And then Rochi lit up that league. Yeah, they were line mates there. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Why? Well, yeah, I never, I guess I probably wouldn't even have played against him. Or maybe I did. I, maybe, maybe, maybe not. Like, I mean, you, you like probably would have when you were on SAG, but um, yeah. he he's lighting it up at Brock this year. He's like two points per game to start the year, like seven games in or whatever. He, he's yeah. doing he's sick. Um, anyway, but I, getting sidetracked, I, I did want to go back to your NHL draft, which was after that 
big 43 goal season. So uh, sixth round pick of the Chicago Blackhawks. And I imagine you, you probably weren't sure if you'd be picked or not. Is that right? Yeah. I, I didn't even really expect it. So were you watching the draft? Like, can you just tell us about your draft day and, and when you were picked, how it all went down? Yeah. Um, obviously it was the day after the first round, the first rounds the night before. And, uh, the draft was pushed back because of COVID. It was October, I think. And, uh, yeah, I went to the gym that morning and I think the second and second through seventh round starts at like noon. So we went to the gym that morning and um, yeah, I just went back home and I was watching the draft. Obviously JT was uh, picked pretty early there. And obviously I was looking for Cardsy's name too. Didn't want to oh. Cardsy, but um, yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for Cardsy's name. And, uh, and then after when in, you know, the fifth round or whatever, came to a close I kind of just um stopped checking and um at the time I was doing some work for my dad um back at the house and um I had my Apple watch on and um it was yeah I guess it was the sixth round and then I get a a buzz on my watch from someone that would normally not text me or or snapchat me and I I just kind of you know it kind of came in my head because you know Chicago had talked to me a little bit and uh, I knew they had a sixth round pick and um, you know, a couple late picks and, you know, I just thought, you know, why would this person be texting me? And then just kind of clued in. I, my phone started to buzz and I just kind of said to my mom, she's sitting right there. And I was like, I think I just got drafted maybe like, and I just look at my phone and sure enough, it's getting blown up. And she started freaking out. I don't know. Cards knows Jody. She gets a little excited. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she started freaking out and, um, sure enough, my agent called me and then, yeah, that was it. I was doing a Zoom call with the Chicago Times 10 minutes later. It was, it was kind of crazy. Wow. That is insane. Whirlwind. So, did, like, you had a lot of contact with them. Did you have any other teams that you were feeling good about? No, they were the only team that was in contact with me. So that's why I didn't have yeah. any expectations. I thought if it was anyone, it would be him. It would be uh, Chicago because um, – uh, Jim McKellar was was the was the guy that um, was in contact with me. I know Carsey's talked to Jim McKellar before, but uh, we did a Zoom call uh, together and with the scouting staff and whatever. And I think it was like probably June or maybe even April, uh, prime COVID time. And and then he actually just sent me a a message about a month before the draft just to remind me that like they were still interested because I hadn't heard from them in a few months and. And then, yeah, and then sure enough, draft day comes around and they got, they got me. So that was pretty exciting. Yeah, and then you kind of got your pro career rolling after that. <clears throat> you probably – you would have been back for your OA year, right? Like, yeah, typically yeah. you would have gone back for an OA year in Erie and probably lit the lamp as everyone was going to expect you to. But because of COVID, <clears throat> you got the chance to go play in the AHL, which isn't a bad thing either, so – you got your first taste of pro hockey there. So you want to talk about that experience, like the whole year in Rockford and, and then talk about your first goal in that league. Yeah. I mean, obviously I probably would have been back in the O and played that OA year and hopefully had a good year, but uh, you know, that's all at the window didn't happen, but uh, got that chance with Rockford um, took it obviously. And uh, it was pretty last minute. I think it was maybe two or three weeks before the season had started and, I didn't even know that the A was playing. I had no idea. And, um, I just got a text and then flew out, well, drove down there quick, as quick as possible. And 
got there and yeah, it was, uh, I think I practiced maybe two or three times before, uh, the first game I hadn't skated for a month and a half. Cause we, we were locked down. It was nuts. Like I, I, I got this text and I, from my agent. He said, Hey, like Rockford wants you to go sign a one year deal, go play there and just, you know, get some, get some games in this year. And I was like, I, I haven't skated in a month and a half. Like, are you sure? And so I just went and, um, you know, I think they had 19 forwards there or something like that. And, um, we just kept rotating in and out of the lineup and got some, like got to play some games. I'm not sure how many I ended up with, but, um, yeah, it was awesome. It was a lot of fun. Rockford's a, a different kind of city. It's a little older, but, um, you know, we had a lot of fun there. Yeah. I mean, I scored my first goal in the first period of the first game. And then after that, it took me a little while to get another one, but, uh, yeah, I was, uh, was pretty lucky to get that one out of the way. Yeah, and I remember we were making jokes because you did. You think you had like three points in two games or something. So yeah. we were all we were all fired up back home at the gym because we were all still in lockdown, unfortunately. But we want to know, and I think a lot of the fans asked this one too: How different was the lifestyle compared to the OHL? Yeah, there's a, a lot more freedom, obviously. But um, on the COVID year, the COVID year, we didn't even get to do anything. I lived at a house with three other guys and. Um, we went from the rink to home, um, and that's pretty much it. I didn't eat out at a restaurant at all. I, it was only takeout, and obviously did a lot of cooking, but it was either grocery store or the rink, and then home, and that was it. So um, I didn't really get to experience you know, the pro lifestyle that much, but this year we've had a little more a little more fun. Got to go out a few times, and um, I got to see what Indianapolis is like, and um but yeah, it's a lot different than than junior, and in a lot of a lot of better ways for sure. <laughs> what do you do to like pass the time? Are you a video games guy? Um, yeah, I'll play. I play video games. Not a huge video game guy, but um, yeah, I, I'm gonna be quite honest. It's it's pretty boring. Um, yeah, I, I'm looking to you know find a hobby or find something to do. I've actually been reading a little bit, um, which like that's how. That- <laughs> board i've been getting i've been reading um yeah i play video games uh every night pretty much just play i'm still on the Fortnite grind uh Uh, there we go me and sam are too (laughs) and gurney we none of us have let it go oh yeah Um, i I love it yeah i still play so can you cook oh yeah cooking's my like undercover uh secret talent i have to say it's that's something i actually love to do and um I don't know. Not many people really know that about me, but uh, I actually got some wings in the air fryer right now that are, they're calling my name. So, oh, okay, <laughs> not bad. Bit of a show. Yeah. Um, I want to go back talking about the coast. I I often refer to it as the ECHL, and Cardi has informed me to only start calling it the coast now. So, um, second season in the coast with Indy. I just want to know like we talked about, you're leading the team in points. Like you're off to a good start. Is there any word of a call up at all? Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't really uh, know how that, all that works. There's obviously a lot of guys in Rockford um, playing. I think they have maybe 15 or 16 forwards up there. So um, there's not much room for me to, to go up there. And um, I'm kind of grateful that I'm, I'm down here because uh, I'm getting to play them in the lineup regularly. And, uh, yeah, I'm not really sure how, how that's going to go, but um, hopefully I can get a few games in this year and 
um, you know, for the right reasons. Hopefully it's not due to, you know, injuries and, and stuff like that. But, um, you know, if not, you know, next year, then hopefully I can make the jump and, uh, yeah. Carolina, but yeah. Um, what's, uh, is there any like funny things that have happened where you've been like, wow, like I'm in this league. This is hilarious. Any, anything like that at all? Um, yeah, I mean, it's crazy to me that, uh, there's no like team meals. Like every meal is on your own, um, regardless of where you are. Like tomorrow, like even after a game. Yeah. So even oh, but, after, but you get per diem, right? Yeah, you get per diem. Yeah. Okay. Um, but the first time, I was kind of like, "What's like what? What do I do?" And you just put your money in the cup and order your meal after for like post game. Tomorrow we Wait, have a game. You put your money in a cup. Yeah. So like, there's the cup beside the menu, and then the you write. There's like the whatever the order sheet, you write your number, what you want, how much it is, put your money in the cup. And then it shows up after the game. <laughs> that's unreal. I love that's, actually, that's a good system though. I mean, it's not their own money and you still get to, you get whatever food you want. It's not like, uh, it's not like you're just given something the whole team gets, you get to order your own food. I actually kind of like that. Yeah, it's, it's good in a way, but the, the thing is that you're not really ordering from awesome places. Like, it's mostly just pizza every time. Like, I just order a pizza because I'm not going to order a sandwich. Like, it's going to come soggy. I don't know how long it's sitting there. Like, um, There's yeah, so but, many uncertainties. <laughs> even tomorrow, we play in Wheeling tomorrow night, and we're leaving at 11.45. And I said, I'm like, okay, well, are we going to stop for, like, food, like, pregame meal? And they said – I was like, no, you have to like cook your own meal and bring it on the bus <laughs> and then eat it. I'm just, and I'm just thinking like, well, like, come on. Like, what are you, are you serious? Are you kidding? Like, I, there's a lot of times where I, I ask, like, if they're being serious or if they're just fucking with me because I'm not even like, there's a few things like that where it's like, how is that not a part of the uh, league? It's kind of crazy. But, I think yeah, in, in fairness, to, to defend the league a bit, from what I understand, most teams, not to like on indie, but most teams are better with the food, like on travel and stuff. So, yeah, sorry, Indy. A lot of per diem, like it's pretty good. Like when we go in for a three and three on, on the weekend, like we're getting like 200 bucks, something like that. Like you, like I pocket, I pocket quite a bit of the money, honestly. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, it's not bad. Which is, there's a lot of guys that won't even order the post game meal. They'll just pocket the money and just like bring, bring their own food or something. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny, man. And for the listeners who want to hear more about the coast, you can go to our Ivan Prosvitov as episode, and he has some hilarious uh, stories about the the coast or the, the the cheese league, as he calls it. And uh, but. We'll, we'll get into some NHL stuff now. I know you're a hockey nerd, so you got all the answers for me here, I'm assuming. Who's going to win the Stanley Cup this year? Uh, that's a good question. Um, I'd like to see the Oilers win, but um, I don't know. I think a team like Florida might be might be a good, a good call. Kinda, okay. You know. Will the Leafs make the playoffs? Yeah. Have you watched a lot of Chicago at all this season? I've tried to. Um, but, um, not a whole lot. Yeah. Um, who's going to get the most goals in the league this year? I mean, dry side, I might score 80. So probably have. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Fair. All right. Rask, I'll let you fire up some personality questions. Get to know the real Chad Yetman. 
Yeah. So how would your teammates describe you? Actually, I, I, two parts of this question. I'd say, how would your teammates describe you in the O? And how would your coast teammates describe you? Good question. Um, in the O, um, nice guy. Um, maybe a little flashy. And yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't like to pump my own tires, so I, I don't know if I want to throw anything. Okay, now how about the A then? Or the A in the coast? Uh, in the coast. Maybe a little comfy. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, you're allowed to be comfy when you're leading the team in pitters. Maybe, yeah. Uh, comfy and uh, maybe a little high maintenance. Oh, okay. Yeah, needs more than pizza. Too demanding. Spoiled, so it's a little weird for me down here. Yeah. <laughs> um, how do you eat a cupcake? You, I, what I do is I would like peel the, the, whatever the wrapper off and then yeah. eat i don't know get some icing and then the bottom too i don't like go top down the bottom okay, okay. so you attack it from an angle yes so you okay. get like full icing all the time what's your favorite thing to do outside of hockey uh go up to the cottage i'm pretty okay. boring I, like i don't do anything cards he knows that <laughs> hey, I, was gonna, I was gonna say hang out with jordy yeah, maybe, maybe me and Jordy do, do something. Yeah, she lived with me, lived with us in summer, so it was kind of just we did a, did a whole bunch of stuff this summer. But I like mm-hmm. to go. Okay, um, if you were stranded on an island for a month with three other people from the Chicago Blackhawks organization, who would you want them to be? It could be players, staff, anyone involved in the organization. Three others. Yeah. Um. Hmm. I'd go with probably Jonathan Taze. Seems like from when I was at camp, I didn't get to talk to him much, but seems like a pretty nice guy. Um, seems kind of like a, a a caretaker, so he'd, he'd be a good guy to to have around. Um, there's this there's this guy uh, in, in Rockford. His name's Dmitri Ozipov, and this guy is a monster. Like he is huge just eats people so he'd be a good guy to have around just <laughs> gotta kill him and then um go with uh buzzy my, my roommate up in uh in rockford buzzy so i play with cardi and sag so uh I'll give buzzy a yeah shout out. buzzy won the heart and soul award in sag now back-to-back years i think so he he's just a good good team guy just a good guy to have in your corner at all times for sure um we'll move into some of the hard-hitting questions before we go to our fav- favorite segment about the uh fan questions but uh i know you'll like this one what is the true meaning of love true meaning of love yeah um that's a good question um i feel like someone that's uh can be your best friend and you can tolerate them and, and hang out with them all the time and kind of not get sick of them. I think that's that's a, definitely a key. Uh, yeah, that's that's what uh, Ryan Murphy said. If you know Murph, he said it almost exactly that. Yeah. Yeah, he did. He said, yeah, he, he said he, he doesn't get sick of his girlfriend. So that's why they're, they're <laughs> yeah, together. We all get sick of each other. So, I mean, I feel like she gets sick of me a little more than 
than I, and I don't really get sick of her. I just kind of piss her off sometimes, but uh, yeah, I think that's probably the, the biggest indicator. Yeah. Well, you, you just don't eat so much meals on the road and you can save up for a ring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, do, you, do you think artificial intelligence will one day overrun humans? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of scary thinking of this whole metaverse thing that Zuckerberg's got going on. It's kind of freaking me out a bit. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it happened. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm I'm heated about this one. We never really get into it too much cards, but you know, I'm you know how I feel about this. So I, I agree. <laughs> brutal. I don't like. I don't like one bet. Um. Okay, fan questions. What stick do you use and what specs on it? I know you uh, You said CCM before. Yeah, um, I'm a pretty um, high-maintenance guy when it comes to my sticks, and I'm I'm like a huge nerd. I, I could tell you like everyone's specs on, their, like, on any team. Well, not any team, but when I play with guys and I could tell you like cardsy specs and all this, but my specs are uh, – I use a – well, I guess I'm using FT3s right now, which is the jet speed in the CCM. Uh, in CCM, using 80 flex with a squared shaft, extra grip with four corner grip on it, and I use the P30 curve with a raised blade. Okay, quite that, that might be our longest, like most, like laundry list of items on a stick, eh? That yeah. we I'm not the <laughs> yeah, I'm not the kind of guy that's just getting the P92 give me a right-handed with some grip like i don't what, I, what's I, your knob like i feel like you got a weird knob um i always change it up but uh yeah i definitely put some time into to getting my knob right like you know how people like grab the tape and like spin it like that yeah so mm-hmm. instead of doing that i actually like fold it and like roll the tape so it's all oh, even. wow like a huge long strip and then i go around a few times and i do like like four times around at the top. No, five. I actually made it bigger. Five, four, three, and then like three wraps, just like in increments like that. So it's like gradually gets skinnier. And then I do that, uh, that like cord around the top and then go around a few times and grip it. And yeah, I'm pretty, pretty <laughs> like I'm high maintenance when it comes to that shit. Like I'm not, I don't mess around. I can't just okay, grab any. For real. Uh, what's your pregame meal if you can afford it? <laughs> So I can afford it. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's good stuff. Oh, who's calling you? I got my brother to like me up. Tell him you're doing the pot. Anyway, let's let's get to the question. Pre-game meal. Uh, I usually do chicken with rice and broccoli or like zucchini or some some vegetable. Okay. Are you picky about your game day routine? Like, do you, have, do you have a routine and stuff that you, you really like to stick to? I have actually started to try and lose that, but yes, I am. Like, okay. once I get to the rink, I know in Erie, actually, I had a wild routine. Like, what, what were you Chad's doing like a, Chad's like the guy who's there for, like, three hours before, like... Not like, even. Like, more than that. How early were you going in Erie? It was, was ridiculous. Like in Erie, I was, like, 2.45 before. I get there at four fifteen for a seven o'clock game. Yeah, I like that though. Cool. I don't. I like that. But now I'm like four forty five. 
for a. No, it's not bad. That's pretty good. That's along the line that Starbucks takes, but it's usually four forty-five. Grab a Starbucks on the way. It's on the way to the okay. rink. Kind of dangerous, honestly, that it's right there by the rink here, but. Yeah. Especially yeah. with that that pretium <laughs> that you gotta hang on to. Um, <laughs> what uh? What's your favorite ice cream flavor? Oh man, I'm a ice cream nut. So like, I I anything really but mostly like oreo i love oreo cookies cookie dough there's actually an ice cream place here in indy called handles and it's dynamite like they they really load you up with ice cream and there's a flavor called ori dough it's like oreo cookie dough and oh man lights out out. so that does sound really good yeah last night i rushed over at like 8 50 to uh, get there before it closed at nine they shut the lights off as i'm getting out my car and the guy just like stared at me and i just was waiting for him he turned him back on got me nice <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome yeah. hey rask this is like the like the biggest ice cream guy of all time like i've never seen a guy like ice cream as much as this like i don't even know how to describe it is in this summer you were doing it like what like six out of seven days a week you were going no. for ice cream? no come on Come on. Actually, no, I made a rule this past summer that once a week I was eating ice cream. That was no, it. No, I, no. And no I, stuck to it. I stuck to it and maybe got off track maybe like two or three times throughout the summer. But before that, in like in Erie, when I was playing there, my 17-year-old year and 18-year-old year, my billet was like they – like they spoiled us so much. Like they were awesome. My billet's there. And, um, she knew I liked ice cream, so she always had ice cream at the house. And it became like a habit. Like I would get bored after dinner. Me and my roommate, Emmett Sproul, when he was my roommate, we would go down at like 8.30 and, and scoop a bowl of ice cream every single night. Like at that point, it was every night. And this summer, I had to say like, I'm cutting her down once a week. So I yeah. I, I, okay. I kept it all right. But before that, it was a lot, man. It was That's that's the crazy thing about billets too. Cause like, they'll ask you like, what kind of snacks do you like and stuff? And it's like, well, like I would tell you, but then I'm going to be like in fat club in two weeks um, <laughs> because, cause they buy it. And if it's there, oh, I'm going to yeah. eat it. So then oh, I'm like, I'm like, you know what? Just like, if you can find something healthy on the shelves, like that's perfect. Yeah. Um, so yeah. a couple of Nutri-Grain bars, some apples, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you have a favorite hockey memory? I'm assuming NHL draft here. Yeah, I feel like that's a obviously a, the biggest one that's happened. Um, but just like if, just to be, I guess, a little different. I, I think that would have to be my my main one. But like another one that happened was uh, it was when I was playing in Erie. I was 19 my last year there, and I played in Oshawa. It was. I guess it was the last time I actually played in Oshawa. It was my hometown, I guess, hometown game from Whitby. And, uh, you know, I had probably over 100 people in, in, in the building. I ended up uh, getting a hat trick that night, and it was pretty oh, cool. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. I That was actually two years ago yesterday. One of my buddies actually sent me his Snapchat memory. Um, so I just remind, reminded me it was, a, it was a lot of fun that night. Yeah, all that's pretty sick. Good for you. Uh, a couple more just on the Instagram here. Uh Someone says favorite hockey team growing up. The Leafs. I'm still a huge Leafs fan. I said this to someone uh, not <laughs> long ago. I said, you know, I thought when I got into pro hockey and um, 
I, it would go away. Like I would have to you know, stop being a fan. Like, like my coach said to me on the 17th, but uh, I just can't, I, I can't stop. I, I'm just a least fan for life. It just, it's just the way it's going to be. That's right. bad though, man. Like what happens with like, you're, once you make the show, you can't be like, if you make the NHL, that's when it's got to, yeah. Like I got to really. No, you can like, still cheer for the Leafs, just not when you're playing them. I don't no. know, man. Like it's, <laughs> if I get to that point, I'll have to figure it out. But <laughs> right now, like I'm, I'm still watching the Leafs like every night and like getting fired up and stuff before them. But <laughs> texted in the group with my buddies that are all Leafs fans back home and stuff. It's just, yeah, I, I, it's funny. I said that to someone not long ago, but we were watching the game. I I think it was my roommate that's here, actually. I said to him, like, I thought I'd stop being a Leafs fan once I got into pro hockey. Yeah. No, just can't yeah. can't just flip the switch off, you know? Exactly. Uh, one more. What is daily life as a pro hockey player like? Um, yeah, it's different. Like, it's you'd think that we do a lot, but to be quite honest, we don't, we don't do a whole lot. We go get up. I get up usually around eight, eight thirty. Get to the rink for nine, nine thirty around there, and we skate um, usually at ten thirty or eleven. And we're on the ice. Uh, right now, we're on the ice for usually like forty-five minutes max because we're playing pretty much every other day. And uh, yeah, and then after that, it's sometimes we work out, and sometimes it's just maintenance day, just stretch on your own, and um, you're kind of in charge of your own um your own routine and like your workouts like they're not going to force you to work out um but it's kind of on you and uh, just kind of how you're feeling and then after that like i'm usually home by one or one thirty, and then it's uh it's lunchtime and then i got to figure out what the hell to do with the rest of my day <laughs> it's a rot scene for the rest of the day just yeah it's bad. wild but yeah well, that's you gotta focus on your craft right and go do your job in the morning and just chill you know, and it's leading to success right now. You're lighting it up. And I think that's everything from me and Rask. Rask, you got anything? No, I just want to thank you for taking the time and coming on. It was fun getting to know you and chat. And I think the listeners are going to enjoy it. Yeah, thanks, boys. Appreciate you having me. It's, uh, yeah, fun. always always a pleasure to talk to the Chad Yetman. Um, one of the smartest guys I know, actually. And just a quick uh, question before, before I uh, end this. Uh, Tell everyone what my specs are, since since you're such a hockey wizard at this. Well, you actually switched the P90T. I don't know if you're still using it. Is that true? The curve? No, no. I I'm back in the P90. Oh, you're back in the. You didn't like the toe on it. No, no. No. You're using P90. Are you down to 75 flex now or what? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Square shaft. You were using the jet speeds. I don't know. Did you stick with those trues or no? Yeah, I'm still using the trues right now. Have a few. Oh, you're using the yeah, yeah, using oh, the trues. Nice. And I'm actually, actually, now that you say that, I'm into the true skates. No problems now. I love them. Oh, nice, man. Because you didn't like yep. it with the right? Yeah, I was having a hard time, but now I'm, I love them now. Like you said, they're unreal and they're good for my lace bite. So, nice. quick true plug, I guess, as well. Got <laughs> me some sticks here. I'm running real low. If you can set at, at Christmas, absolutely. I'll bring I'll bring you a batch over at Christmas. Um, yeah, so yeah. That'll be, that'll be a nice little gift for you. But, uh, no, just a pleasure to have you on. Uh, really good to catch up and uh, keep rolling. Thanks, boys. Appreciate it. All right. want to thank Chad Yetman for that good interview. It was cool hearing uh, from a guy who's played in, I guess, three different leagues now in the last 
two years. Pretty cool. He's, he's got a lot of insight to share and pretty cool story how he wasn't even paying attention to the NHL draft really and ended up being picked. So you always love to hear that similar to what happened with you cards, but uh, yeah. what do you think of that? I know he's one of your buddies. Yeah, obviously I've been good buddies with Chad for a while now, really close with his younger brother as well. So we've, uh, we've had a good connection for the past, I don't know, like six years we've gotten really close. And so it's, it's good to see he's doing really well where he's at now. And like I said, like one of the brightest guys I've, I've met in my life and he's definitely a really down to earth guy, super nice guy. And uh, yeah, he's, he's doing awesome and good things are going to come to him for sure. Over the next few years, you can see it in the way he played in the OHL that he's meant to be a pro. So I think he's going to get his shot in the AHL and never kind of look back once he goes up there. So it's uh it's a good stepping stone. And like you said, yeah, it, it is pretty cool to see a guy who's played in three leagues in the last like two years, I guess really. And, and it's a guy who played midget hockey and we don't talk about that too often and guys who kind of maybe rule the chance of playing pro hockey or even in the OHL out because they are in midget and he's just a guy who went there worked hard and just has worked hard everywhere he's went and it's paid off and I think that's a good lesson for all the young players to take away from this we'll have to wrap this up soon because I'm battling this cold I keep coughing but you listeners won't hear it because I'll cut it out because I'm a beauty um <laughs> But I saw both our teams, or the the Bills, the Bills lost big. The Bills lost big, so I, that's I actually watched it, and then I watched the Cowboys game too. Just just not a pretty week for us teams in the NFL. We don't have to get into it too much because I know you're uh, you need to go get wrapped up in the sheets. But um, yeah. no, it's, we'll we'll have a bounce back next week, especially on American Thanksgiving. The Cowboys don't lose on American Thanksgiving, so I'm looking forward to that one. Um, I think the Bills might play too. Yeah, I think that I think they do on Thursday, American Thanksgiving. And uh, so I'm looking forward to that one. Um, I'm going to save your own breath for you here. And I'm just going to swing it right into my outro for all of our uh, lovely listeners this week. But yeah, you know, the snow's starting to come. We had a, a, almost a foot here in Barrie and it's, uh, it's a lot different than we're used to. So everyone uh, make sure you have your windshield wipers and your seated heats on no not your seated heats your heated seats on and uh so you can enjoy your drive to work and be be careful on the roads and uh and have a lot of fun with the snow and i know i'm gonna get out tobogganing as soon as i can so everybody enjoy and we'll uh we'll get back to you with another great episode next week